putting yourself out there and engaging and pretty much have still keeping a hold of your values but actually living living in community and obviously there's there's clear boundaries that you you don't go over but if you 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 get what you give and if you if you give a lot you get a lot back hello and welcome to a nurse out where podcast my name is Danielle Corza and I have been a rural and remote nurse for most of my career. I created this podcast as an opportunity to explore and celebrate and perhaps spark some interest in rural and remote nursing. Each week we will meet with some of the extraordinary nurses who live and work in rural and remote areas across Australia as they tell their story about all that is beautiful and unique to rural and remote nursing. So join with me as we explore the stories from a nurse out where. Hi everyone, welcome to the next episode of a nurse out where. Uh, my next guest has the shortest bio, I think, in all of well the world, I think. So I'm introducing, I've got Bernie Feenan, who's the nursing director of the Outer, Outer Islands and Primary Healthcare for Torres and Cape Hospital and Health Service. How are you, Bernie? Very well yourself. Yeah, good, good. Great to have you on board. Um, yeah, it'll be, hopefully we get a bit more conversation out of you than what I got for your bio. <laughs> Great. Um, I'm not one with words uh, when it comes to, when it comes to typing. Uh, very cool. All right. Well, as you know, the podcast is called A Nurse Out Where. So from your perspective, can you finish the sentence, I'm a nurse out where? Currently, I'm a nurse out where, uh, based on Thursday Island. I, as the job title is, I'm the nursing director of the Outer Islands and Primary Healthcare for Torres and Cape Hospital and Health Service, but yeah, based in the north. So I look after currently 15 islands and four primary healthcare programs um, as the professional lead. Uh, we run with uh, the Torres model of care up here, which is quite a uh, unique uh, way of uh, running health. Um, so it's uh, community led and Indigenous health worker led. Yep. Um, and my role is to uh, professionally lead the nursing staff um, to work and consult, um, to empower and engage, to uh, try and close the gap with preventative health medicine rather than, other than reactive um, medicine. Yeah, wow. And 15 islands, like that's, that's a huge area. Do you know what your population mass is? Like what the community sizes are? Uh, each island is transient um, yep. due to the nature of where we live. Uh, smallest island, Uga, uh, the clinic is almost complete and it has a population anywhere from 34 residents up to the 80s to 100. Um, yep. And then the largest island, Bardu, um, sits around 1,000. Uh, and then the primary health programs, as in men's and women's health, uh, uh, maternal and child health, uh, uh, quality lifestyles, which is more of a, um, a diabetes prevention and containment um, program, they're all based here on Thursday Island. Okay, and they do outreach out to the islands from there? Correct. Yep. Correct, yeah. Uh, outreach as much as they can. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, as we all are in Australia, and especially with COVID, uh, very stretched so yeah everyone gets out as much as they can so they do a bit of both they do a bit of telehealth um, from very, TI and then um, actually go on and visit the small islands is that right very much so um, especially the the diabetes team um, they do a lot of telehealth with the diabetes educator um, and dietitian um, 
uh, yeah, telehealth is, uh, is an evolving um, piece of uh, equipment that we're using in health. Um, some places do it well, some places are, are still uh, commencing their journey and where we've commenced our journey and the, and the take up is um, the way it is in the Torres Strait. Once you build those connections with community and the local population, um, then obviously the trust is there. And we then hopefully then can utilize telehealth. They know that familiar face and, and know who that person is on the other side of the screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've had a few people talk about that, um, particularly about the, the disconnect, but connection with telehealth. Um, so yeah, it certainly is challenging in, in a lot of communities just to get that relationship and that trust built. Correct. So where, what sparked your interest? Why did you want to go and work in remote areas? Um, my career started in emergency um, and did a little bit of intensive care, but predominantly an emergency department nurse. And when I was a young gung-ho uh, nurse, I wanted to yeah, be the best trauma clinical nurse consultant and solve all the world's problems. Um, I then, probably you could look at it, I got a little bit burnt out. Um, I was working in New South Wales in a, a tertiary trauma centre, which was... Um, based between Sydney and the Gold Coast, and it was just flat out. Um, so I looked and um, went to Western Australia. I was pointed in the direction of a, of a mentor of mine. Um, and yeah, she said, why don't you go and try using those skills, but in Western Australia, as well as those the management skills I picked up. And I yeah did a bit of management over there for 18 months, two years, and worked my way up very quickly um, and got to a level uh, in the executive, uh, relieving in the executive team. And I was still in my early-ish 30s and I had a 30-ish life crisis and thought, I don't think I want to be doing this just yet. Uh, so I'd always wanted to go remote um, and I'd done a, a, a bit of Indigenous health in WA, but uh, a friend of mine was working up here clinically um, and he said, you've still, got the, you've still got the clinical skills, come up and work. Um, and literally just sent me photos and told me about the community up here and um, the, the community engagement you get of if, you're a, if you're a good person and obviously not pushing too much on community, you'll get absolutely loved. Um, so yeah, landed on TI where I did a couple of months um, and then made my way out to the outer islands to, uh, and I was based for about 15, 16 months on an island called Mobiag, uh, which is... 120 k's northwest of Thursday Island yep. with a population of about 300 to 330 people yeah. and fell in love with it. Um, everything from prenatal to palliative care um, and everything in between. Yeah. And yeah, with my personality, I managed to engage really well with the community. And um, actually yesterday just traveled through um, with Q Health uh, doing a recruitment video and the people from Brisbane were quite shocked because everyone, yeah, was g'day out, hugs, kisses, COVID safe, hugs, kisses, and <laughs> um, yarns and different things. And like, I was quite lucky enough to um, have an interview with um, the family. I um, helped out a lovely, lovely gent there who um, hurt himself and sorted him out fairly quickly. And his um, his partner was eight or nine months pregnant at the time, and he. Yeah, absolutely adored what I did for him. And he, when they had their um their last born, um, uh, named him Bernie. Oh, um, how nice! So, so yeah, so that sort of 
putting yourself out there and engaging and pretty much have still keeping a hold of your values but actually living living in community and obviously there's there's clear boundaries that you you don't go over but if you 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 get what you give and if you if you give a lot you get a lot back yeah yeah what's the what's the staffing like up there like if there's a population of for Mobiag is 300 you said like is there um like you said it's a a Torres model of care can you explain a bit like how many nurses how many healthcare workers how does that all work yeah so the Torres model of care is unique and I love it I absolutely love it I'm not a huge fan of um the patriarchal way healthcare is of saying right this is this is our the way of doing things the Torres model of care is based on health promotion um based on yarns and um more of as I said, preventative. You you get out there, the the yarns you have with um with community and with your with your health workers. Obviously, um, being that um, cultural conduit can make a huge difference. So on an island, just say uh, I like Mobiag or um, uh, from the other single nurse posts, you have a Indigenous health centre manager um, who is they've done their um, certificates up through in. Um, in Indigenous healthcare, mm-hmm. um, and also some managerial things. So they're your go-to, um, an admin officer um, and a health worker. Um, so there's a, a small team of, some islands have four, some have five, depending on what's um, with the population levels and yeah. chronic disease burden. But yeah, it's, uh, it's you and uh, a small team who majority of the time are local, uh, born and yep. bred on the island. And with that, we um yeah you you're the you consult you do yes all the emergency presentations and all those things but the Torres model of care with utilizing indigenous health workers um you majority of the time born and bred on the island or local to Torres Strait um they are the key to unlocking and closing said gap um by they engage on a, a local level and a cultural level Obviously, um, a, a fair amount of the population up here, English is a third language. Yep. Um, so speaking um, uh, whichever dialect for the Torres Strait, then Creole, and then English is a third language. So they're your, they're your great link. And you are out there, hopefully, majority of the time doing preventative care, um, uh, Indigenous adult health checks, child health checks immunizations um, i know some lovely members of my team that have really engaged well um, a prime example is they're doing a, a, a healthy smiles club at school where they're down um, each morning uh, the nurse and one of the health workers just for 15 minutes and all of the kids brush their teeth together um, oh, nice. and yeah so uh, simple things like that uh, and, a, and another another colleague um, in my team he um, he, as he said, he did never wanted to be a teacher and he, that soon was pr- proven, but he is down at the school teaching kids about um, skin cleanliness. So they obviously aren't um, getting any sort of skin sores or impetigo, which obviously then can have far-flung um, health complications such as rheumatic heart disease and, and all that sort of jazz. So yeah, it's, it's quite amazing with those simple, simple things to do. You can, yeah, have a huge impact. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it would be really heartwarming to 
you know, I can just imagine all the kids out there with their big shiny teeth and brushing their teeth together. It would be would be quite cute. Yeah, correct. And and it's it that's the thing, as you said, rewarding. It is the it is a really tough job. Um, I am now based on Thursday Island, lucky luckily enough, in my role. Um, so the, the yeah the simple reward of yeah of educating kids um, and the the simple things of 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 skin 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 health is has got the far flung um, repercussions of rheumatic heart, which has a huge financial and disease burden on each community as well as the person's lives. So just by doing those simple things, it's heartwarming, and you get back to the clinic after a really long day of medivacking someone out after with chest pain or or something like that and but you're sitting having a cup of tea in the breeze and all the kids come up and are waving and having a yarn and yeah saying hi hi mister hi arte in language which is grandfather because i've got gray hair um (laughs) yeah that 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 makes all the difference um so yeah it's it's one of the, the most rewarding things i've ever done yeah nice Nice. So, you know, we are bound by patient confidentiality as registered nurses, but have you got a funny tale or a fond memory of your time while you're working in these remote areas? Uh, yeah, in Western Australia, I put it on the, the, the bio, um, the very short bio, as you said. <laughs> um, remember we got called out in a, we're in a small town. Um, well, we'll just say it's in the Kimberley. Um, which is a huge area, but yep. we're also providing um, the local ambulance service and we needed to um, go and assess the patient, obviously get them into the hospital. Um, we went out and um, as it does in remote areas, things just randomly stop working um, and you have to be fa- fairly thrifty on and how you get by. Um, I went to the patient and I, um, I woke up a colleague who um, was second on call and said, look, can you get the ambulance to go? We'll go down in a, in a work ute and, and see what we can do. So I grabbed a Thomas pack and did what we did. And some, someone who was quite short of breath and really needed to be um, transported um, with oxygen and obviously on a stretcher. Um, and that, that wasn't in the work ute. So we, um, we couldn't get the ambulance going. Um, so someone, one of the local lads just put a, a strap to the front of the ambulance and we just towed it down to the place. Um, and yeah, put the patient on the stretcher, um, got them sorted, obviously oxygen, everything in the ambulance and then, yeah, towed the ambulance back. Um, with the, the patient the, in it. With the patient in it, yeah. <laughs> back to the little, back to the ED and um, yeah, funny bit out of all of it was obviously if you know that when you're towing a car if you don't have um power going through things the steering and the brakes don't work very well and so when we arrived back at the hospital there was a little five kilometer an hour nose to end um into the back of the car that was towing and the patient was like what's going on <laughs> it's all good. We're here. You're um, fine, you're fine. yeah correct and great outcome for the patient he yeah got managed and got flown to the referral center and sorted but yeah if we if we obviously didn't do that we would have um been in a bit of strife so yeah yeah, it was um ingenuity is the is the key um and also yeah same thing building those relationships to say can you go and wake someone up and just get them to tow the ambulance yeah and the person i was working with was um was from melbourne he said can you do that i was like yes yes you can (laughs) you can i say you can we are today hurry up up. (laughs) Yeah, too funny. And 
you know, I thought you were going down the track of, oh, we just threw him in the back of the ute. But I guess you needed that extra, you know, monitoring and oxygen and all the other systems that come in an ambulance that you can't just throw someone in the back of the ute. Yeah, correct. And that's that's the thing. We, we needed the tools to do the job and the, we just had to get the tools to us a different way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you've been working in remote for a while um, and, you know, it's uh, it's not always easy to access everything that you're particularly after. So what are some of the things that you might miss when you're working in remote areas? Uh, fresh fruit and vegetables um, uh, is the biggest thing. Um, it is it is ridiculous trying to get um, yeah perishable items. Um, yeah, you, yeah, fresh bread, your meat from the butcher, all that sort of jazz. Everything comes in obviously frozen. Or if it is somewhat fresh, um, it's chilled all the way till it gets, just say, from the Torres Strait um, to an island up here. So it's it's had a good tri- good life already yeah. in a in a uh, in a refrigerated shipping container. So you only got a, a small amount of time to um yeah obviously get it in. So you make sure when the barge turns up, you're there with everyone first, and yeah, you get your fair share. And you you know for the first two or three days, you're going to really get into those veggies and fruit, and then the the other days after it. Family is another one. Um, you, but with technology these days, obviously we're meeting over Zoom. Like when I grew up, was pre-mobile phone, um, and yeah, now, this day and age, I can almost run, do my entire job from my iPhone. Um, so yeah, you, your connectivity is is much much better. Um, and with that, the connectivity, yes, with your devices and technology, but also the um, the service across Australia, they're actually putting money into infrastructure in remote um, remote areas for telecommunications to help with that connectivity. Yep. Um, the other one would be pretty much just not being on call. It's very tough um, when you're on a, a, a single nurse post. Um, I hate the term single nurse post. It's in my eyes, it's a um, it's a it's a health team with a nurse. Yeah. Um, because you've got the team around you, but the, the being on call, you you, ne- you don't you you have a good night's sleep, but you're always a little bit hyper vigilant to know that the phone will go off and it, it might be a child with a tightus media, a, an ear infection, or mm-hmm. or someone having a heart attack. So it could be six or one half a dozen of the other, yeah. um, and that's pretty much what I missed. Um, but it. Obviously, it's financially rewarding, but the biggest thing is it's it's personally rewarding um, yep. to be out there. Um, I know it's remote nursing isn't for everyone, um, and I know a lot of people that do have bad experiences um, do try and they come with a with a with a metro slash patriarchal mindset to say, right, well, it's not like this in the NT or it's not like this in WA. But in saying that the the Torres Strait or the WA, WA or wherever you work, everywhere's different. Yeah. So yep. you've got to come with, as I said, come with an open mind and and look at it that way. And then you'll actually really relax and engage with community and and have a nice time. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you what might be some of the things that you do to care for your own mental health when you do have those challenging times? Uh I'm six foot and seventy kilos, so I jog. Um um, yeah, I love a run. There's nothing better than just getting out. It doesn't matter what the weather is. 
Um, I also am continuing to study. It's a great opportunity to study. Um, when you are living in a metro area, there's a whole lot of things that can get in the way of studying, um, of a social life. So it's really good if you are coming out for stints to, in remote nursing to actually look after you've got up to where you are, then look at studying because you know that you do have that extra bit of spare time. Uh, lots of reading and I yeah, fly my drone, um, get photos and yeah, play around with that. Oh, cool. Well, hopefully you might be able to share some of your photos with me and I can share them with others if you're, you know, if you're willing. Um, yeah, as long as they don't, they don't steal it because, um, you know, you want to keep your intellectual property. <laughs> um, More than fine. So there's some of the things that you do you do on your on your days off as well. Yeah, you're, you're studying and running and those kinds of things. You've got to, you've got to, you can, a lot of people can get into the habit of the work is life. And even if you are on a, in a remote area, as I said, whether that be WA, SANT, Queensland, the Torres Strait, that you're in a remote area, like work is, seems to be the only thing that you're there for, but there's actually a whole lot more. Um, yeah, there's a huge amount. Um, I know on one of the islands I worked the, three nights a week, there'd be touch footy with the adults versus kids and you become, you, you play part of the community and you actually, on the weekends, I used to structure my days. Um, if you were a bit fatigued from busy weeks and call outs and things, you'd definitely catch up on rest, but you, you continue to be structured. Otherwise, yeah, your, your two days off are a write off um, yep. and you haven't actually rested and you haven't done all your life, life administration. And then you think, oh, I'm behind in that again. Um, so yeah, you, you keep keeping a structured day like you would normally, um, when you're in, living in the, in the city or regionally is a, is a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone's thinking they'd like to come and join you on your beautiful Island, what would be your top three tips, um, for them if they wanted to join the remote workforce? Remote workforce is, yeah, anywhere in Australia, go with an open mind, mm-hmm. um, very much go with an open mind um, because, yeah, the old saying, your comfort zone is where beautiful things go to die. Um, so if you, yeah, step out of your comfort zone and go in with an open mind, you'll be right. Uh, be receptive to what you get to. Every place is different, whether it's 50 k's down the road or it's, yeah, a 1,000 k's down the road from each other. Everywhere is different and everywhere does it something different. Yeah. So you're stepping into someone else's community and someone else's health service um, if you are coming doing locum work. Um, So go with it and just let the local population teach you or the the regular staff teach you how it's done because it's definitely not Gold Coast Uni ED. Um, It's definitely not Royal North Shore. Um, And three, make sure you've got enough resilience both professionally, as in with your clinical skills, um, that you do have enough um, critical care skills if um, the metal hits the meat. Um, So that you know that if there is things that you've done everything you can um, and you've gone through algorithmically what what should have occurred, whether, again, whether that's in a tertiary hospital, you've still done that. So whatever the outcome, you've gone through the algorithm. but also personal resilience because you'll come across a lot of a lot of difficult things, which really all you got to do is reach out 
have a yarn with someone, um, whether that be your boss, a nurse from the next community over, um, wherever, um, because that'll only be a short period of time. And you'll, you might be homesick, it might be a bad case. Someone from community may, have, may, may really hate you, but that's, that's okay. Um, have a yarn with someone and think, well, wait up, what are, the, what are all the good things I'm actually doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. That's good. And I think, um, you know, taking the time to actually reflect on that, that others, other clinicians would be, or, you know, your health workers or whoever, they've probably gone through the same thing as well. So if you reach 100%. out to them and say, I'm having this issue, they're more than likely to say, oh, yeah, well, this is what I did. Correct. A hundred percent. And even, yeah, your Indigenous health workers or other nurses you're working with, they've all been through it. Everyone's been through it. Um, and that's the whole thing with life. We all have different life experiences. And if you actually talk about them, they actually, yeah, they're actually quite similar. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, have a yarn. But, yeah, definitely come with an open mind because the Torres Strait, I love it. I'll be up here with my partner for many years. Um, we There's lots of good work to be done in in closing the gap and really providing a, a, a really robust health system up here. But as I've said, whether it's the Cape or Queensland, NTSA, WA, remote nursing is the go because it is that little bit more rewarding, I think, than working in a, in a, in a patriarchal tertiary hospital where only certain people know who you are. You've got to line up to get a coffee. You had a, line up to get a car park you got to pay for car parking you got to do <laughs> yeah. all those things where where really there's there's better things in life to be chasing yeah yeah oh that's beautiful that's a beautiful way to end it i couldn't have signed it off better myself thank you for your time today bernie yeah, right. and um yeah hopefully i get to come up and visit you on the island soon yeah no that'd be good yeah come up yeah um there's plenty of there's plenty of plenty of work so yeah <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, mate. Cheers, mate. If this has sparked your interest and you'd like some more information about this episode or perhaps how to take the leap and explore rural and remote nursing, you can contact me and check out my website, anurseoutwear.com.au or follow me on Facebook and Instagram by searching for A Nurse Outwear. Remember, like, subscribe and share them with your friends.